Okay, so um, this is going to be a pretty short one today. Uh, I know I say this basically every time and somehow I still end up going on for much longer than I should have, but uh, I guess it doesn't really matter. Anyway, uh, this is Crimson Clouds. I am your typical host, aka the guy that's always here talking to himself like a fucking crazy person uh marcus so um i actually spent all day today watching tower of god and um yeah i fucking loved it (laughs) uh tower of god after um being told to watch it and just seeing all the memes so many times like big shout out to my guy rob um like i finally gave it a chance and i actually enjoyed everything about tower of god um tower of god is a I think 2014 webtoon um it's a comic you can find on the uh, webtoon app and it's like a korean manhwa it, it, it's a weird like thing anyway it's a comic on the internet and you can find it there that's cool but what's really cool is that it's a crunchyroll original and a crunchyroll original was just ripped off from webtoons not ripped off but adapted anyway um so the um so the basic premise of tower of god um the basic premise of tower of god is um there's this um tower of god ha ha right uh, um in this world there's a tower of god that that um various people can traverse but only if they're either invited to and those are the regulars or they um break the uh bonds of time and the rules and force themselves there um sometimes through no sometimes through no like particular effort of their own it's complicated anyway uh there's a tower of god and if anyone can traverse can traverse the top of it you have any wish they want granted and that's where we find our main characters and everyone else um our main character bam there sorry uh there is our main character bam there is um coon uh best boy rack yes best gator boy rack and a litany of other characters and all actually like fucking amazing in their own right just because um as you go through the series you get different little tidbits about like the histories and like what made them come to the tower of god in in particular and why they want to like make it to the top it seems very like shonen-y with like all the bullshit of like friendship and like loyalty and love and all those but each person actually has like enough um they have enough like dimensions to them where you really definitely feel like you can honestly relate to a lot of them uh while rack is definitely just a giant like gator child because you know he's a he's an alligator humanoid thing whatever the hell he is um rack definitely despite the fact just coming off as like the typical like tough guy like hard edge like possible like um villain or obstacle for the hero to overcome he quickly becomes like the comic relief character and honestly one of my favorites i love every single scene that he's in um you have coon who is just the who's the uh smart who's the smart character that has a lot more going on than you really know 
but he's also pretty like affable in life and he's pretty affable and he has a lot more going for him and can actually like see and he can actually like he can actually um the best way i can put this is um he plays he plays chess everyone else plays checkers and as tired as that fucking is um that's the analogy i'm going with because that describes character completely He's always the kind of person that's thinking like nine steps ahead when everyone else is thinking two steps ahead just as a way because he doesn't because he's trying to outsmart everybody. And he is pretty smart, even though he does kind of get outmaneuvered here and there. But he's never positioned in a way where any of these traits can be obnoxious at all. They're all fairly relatable. And you get a little deep dive into all of these things. He's never positioned. He's not completely the um, Sasuke or Vegeta of the show but he definitely comes off but it definitely com- comes off as that way at first and um so the uh, characters there's uh for just about every character i kind of just left bam out of the equation completely not because he's lacking which most main shonen characters are or just main characters in general but um, it's more so a lot of what's going on with him could be pretty spoilery and I kind of want to save that for um, something else if not just avoid it completely but all in all um, Bam he is a character that has um, he's a character that is actually just solely on a journey to find someone close to him that's his character and with him being the main character he does get some like special treatment in a way that does feel kind of like an ass pull but um as the series progresses it definitely feels a lot natural to how the story is and this actually brings me this actually helps segue me into a very important aspect of the show um the world building the world building as a whole of the show um feels very um, if you listen to me talk about Dora Hidoro, this is going to sound very familiar, or if you can honestly find any sort of comparison in your own life, you'll probably get it. But the world building feels very similar to um, Dora Hidoro, in um, whereas nothing is like particularly spoon fed to you. Um, you have to like figure out things on your own, or until it has some prominence in the story, things are going to become things are going to become become clear at a later point um namely uh there's these um one of the um one of the best examples i can think of is there are these uh princesses of um jihad and jihad is like the uh the top king of the world that the tower of god is in and everything and that all these characters are from and all the characters are from different backgrounds and species and what have you and it also, uh, side note, it's actually a pretty diverse cast, and I really, really dig that. Like, no character just kind of gives off that vibe of just being, like, solely Japanese, or it could just passes, or it could just... There's no homogeneity. There's no homogeneity. Whatever. <laughs> there's no homogeneous quality to the, um, to the cultures that the characters are from. In fact, they all, like, legitimately feel... Like, they all come from different walks of life, and I really love that. It's a very diverse cast. Even one that's just filled with different, like, um, like different sorts of, um, like, made-up species. Like, there's Lizard Girl, Rack, of course. There's some weird green dude that I cannot pronounce his name. And also, um, 
another side note, I'm not going to be able to pronounce any of these names like correct at all. Um, it's less to do. It's honestly just because the fact that some of them are really, really hard to kind of just like rip off the top of my head. And uh, even like if you've seen the show, you probably know that some of these are kind of a doozy. So apologies if I have to be vague and just go off in the descriptors. But again, the um, world building itself is a massive um, plus to the series. Um, one of the best examples I can think of is the uh, Princesses of Jihad. Um, throughout the series, there's um, various times where there's a quote-unquote princess brought up and she's usually name dropped as the princess of jihad and then you get another princess of jihad and then another and then another and you're kind of wondering why there's so many are they all sisters they all don't look alike they all don't really have a sort of camaraderie or sibling or any sort of like chemistry as if they are siblings and um and that's just one of the mysteries of the show that eventually gets um, explained, like, properly, and in a very interesting way. Um, so the Sisters of Je- not the Sisters, the Princesses of Jihad, um, as it turns out, they're not, obviously, <laughs> they're not actual sisters, but they're rather, they're not sisters, nor are they brides, but rather, uh, I think they probably are kind of closer to brides, but... Um, they're individuals that are kind of um, picked in a sort of um, political, in a sort of political arrangement as a way from various like um, species and tribes and clans and such, as a way for as a way for the king to gain more political power and control over everyone. And so, um, with that stipulation of them becoming princesses, um, so too does life become either harder or they um, find ways to kind of enjoy the restrictions that they have. I don't want to go into too much there, but that's just kind of the explanation I'm going with right now. But all in all, there's um, various parts of the story and the overall world that do eventually, that if they're like way, 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 way too obtuse, they're going to be properly explained given their point. And even um, when something is kind of given its time to breathe a little bit and you're told exactly what something is, the series does find a way to tie it back around and kind of give you a bit more explanation. Um, Kind of a dumbed down for the dumb kids in the back, i.e. me, that didn't catch it the first time. But that's what's um, so cool about it. Is that um, the world building? It's the world building takes almost center stage. You're always gonna have a time where the series um, takes its time to explain exactly what's going on, what's happening, and give you a better understanding of what's going on. Because like Doro Hidoro, it's a brand new world with its own set of rules, and it feels so fucking amazing to uncover every little nook and cranny of like what the hell is going on. Because that's the hook of Tower of God. The hook is, is that it's not just about battles or anything, but it's also about the general world and what these characters have each come from. So with all of their individual histories, you're getting a bit more and more about how the world works and also what their overall goals are. And even crucially, the... um, 
uh, the overall state of the world as a whole. And that's what I really love about um, Tower of God. It's it's a phenomenal watch. Um, one of the uh, best ways I can actually describe it, especially for anybody, um, one of the best ways I can describe it for anybody that's seen either um, Hunter Hunter and or Hidoro. Um, I'm not going to explain why because I just kind of went over on that side, but for Hunter Hunter is that the series itself actually acts as um the series itself it definitely feels like it's um the hunter exam it's uh, the entire series feels like it's the hunter exam from hunter hunter mixed in with the um heaven's arena arc from hunter hunter so um what i mean by that is that as the characters progress on each floor and they're going through this examination to get to the um to get to the higher levels of the tower of god they each they're all given these different um tests that they have to that they have to complete and in these tests they're given vague they're given pretty they're given specific they're given um clear instructions but not specific enough instructions as to where they're locked into figuring out only one singular way to solve the problem so the um so the task at hand they have to complete they're usually given enough leeway to figure out their own way to how to, to how to um, complete them. Or um, if there's not multiple ways to complete a task, there's usually um, there's usually some amount of subterfuge with a certain task that that's leading you in the wrong direction is actually testing your critical thinking in a way that the audience can also engage. That makes you honestly think, how would I personally like complete this? It's not just about some some um, uh, unknown. It's not about some unknown power that a character suddenly gained or some uh, strange rule that that just randomly popped up. But for each challenge that the characters face, there's usually some sort of little loophole they have to work around or some strategy they can usually apply to get a that you can usually apply so that they can actually overcome these tests one way or another. Um, there's even a um, particular section early on where um, <laughs> there's even a particular section early on where, um, of course, naturally, there's a sort of battle royale that everyone has to go through um, until only so many people are left, but the battle royale ends up turning into a sort of team battle uh where everybody has to pick a um upward a uh, let's see uh one or two more team members to form teams of three and it's these little um twists and turns with each is these twists and turns with each um with each uh <laughs> i'm losing the word right now it's these twists and turns with each sort of uh task that come and make it so exciting and engrossing because they never feel straightforward enough where you're not going to be engaged, but they have ways to make you honestly always find some way to really be into it. And I just really love that part. Like with taking that from Hunter Hunter, I mean, even if it wasn't, but um, just that idea in general is like a really, really cool idea to me. So um, all in all, um, Tower of God is definitely like worth a watch, and I really do highly recommend it to anybody that ever wants to check it out. It's only 13 episodes in Crunchyroll right now, so I mean, it's really one to kind of look out for. 
and definitely give it a try because Tower of God is it's amazing. I had to download Webtoons because of it, and I can't wait to really see what else what else um, comes of it. Uh, I am not gonna wait till next year for the anime adaptation. I'm definitely gonna read it, but I am gonna watch the anime at the second season when it comes out. Anyway, that's been my uh, piece, and I will catch you guys later. Definitely check me out on um, uh, Instagram. Uh, it's the Crimson Clouds Podcast, or um, Twitter. It's um, C Clouds underscore thirteen. Um, yeah. So thank you again. Peace.